Luscious Slew, and I listen to the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be into what? Listen to the Comic Syndicate. If movies make you contemplate, just science will accommodate. Twitter for communication at Comic Syndicate 1. I was drowning in a sea of podcasts, and I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news, and sex facts. It's more than anyone can ask for. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Ooh, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Ooh, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate, episode 307. I'm your host, Josias, at For the Villain on Twitter, at Comic underscore Syndicate on Instagram. Welcome back to another week, guys and girls. Thank you for um, jumping on board. Uh, it's been a while since uh, I've put these out as uh, frequently uh, because of my schedule, and I don't have much of a better schedule because all my time goes to somewhere. Um, I'm recording this on a Sunday. I'm going to record this, uh, I'm sorry, drop this on Saturday, uh, and it's going to make sense towards the end of the show. So hang on, listen. I think I have a good review. Actually, I think I have two dope reviews. So hang on board and listen to the end, uh, and let me know what you guys think. This one is, um, fuck it. Let's start it like we normally do, I guess. What we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Episode 207, we entitled hashtag shh at Mem the Beaner and at For the Villain Play Catch Up Talk Stan Lee Comic Con 2017. What we spoke about 100 episodes ago, that always trips me out looking at the dates on these things. And um, one of the reviews I have at the end is going to trip you out on the date on there too. We hit uh, hashtag bad habits, roll hashtag Twitter love shout outs, Twitter poll results. I'm normally good off of the title, what we spoke about, uh, off of shh, and it's dated October 30th. That was probably my spooky story talk, so I'm pretty sure it's something uh, of that sort. As far as the Twitter poll, uh, that one I off the top of my head, I do not recall. So we hit uh, results along with NFL talk, football talk, week eight results, week nine picks. And then we continue our last of hashtag spooky story talk, Reddit articles for October. We hit quick chat on, wow, this is interesting, on Lincoln Park celebration of Chester Bennington. Oh, how interesting is that? Okay, that's going to make more sense why this all, huh, it's it's always weird how when I record uh, time frames and everything kind of match a certain thing or theme and Listen towards the end. It'll, it'll all come together. Uh, then row comic talk, comic news, Michael Bay destroying more childhoods with Dora the Explorer. I forgot he – I didn't know he did that actually, live-action movie. Um, obviously, we were talking about it then. Uh, Venom, Sony movie. Wow, I wish I would have known it was going to suck. We hit Han Solo movie talk. I wish I – the backlash for that one wasn't as, as terrible as it was. It was actually a really good movie. Um and fans just fucking hated it. We hit Logan director confirms X twenty three movie script. We hit Deathstroke film in development for Warner Brothers. Wow, still haven't heard or seen anything of that. We hit Suicide Squad two talk 
Interesting. So I finally saw Suicide Squad 2 about a month ago, the James Gunn uh, version uh, director and writing uh, debut for uh, Warner Brothers DC. And it was really fucking good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I love Harley Quinn as a character. I hate – I love Margot Robbie. I hate her and her rendition of Harley Quinn. I know I'm in the minority. Um, hit me up. Tweet me at ForTheVillain on Twitter at Comic underscore Syndicate on Instagram. Get to me and fucking tell me why you disagree. I just do it. I don't care. Flashpoint movie rumors. Wow, and Flashpoint is still um, – Wow, I actually have news on that. We recorded this episode on, oh my god, again, uh, October 30th, 2017. So about five years ago now. All right, and all this news and everything is going to make sense. All right, we hit comic reviews. Dark Arc number one, DC, House of Horror number one, Batman the Merciless number one, and The Flash number 33. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, um, iHeartRadio. Honestly, anywhere you guys can find podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast, and uh, I don't do Patreon, so just share the word, uh, share the links, like the links, like wherever you're at. Uh, If you can leave a review anywhere you're at, that's the most I'm going to ask you. I'm never going to ask to have you guys purchase anything at all, so um, I would greatly appreciate that. All right, I'm going to start this uh, bullet points off with something I really haven't done in a long time, and uh, it's going to sound fucking really weird, but uh, I had to axe out so many things, and uh, one of the things I had to axe out was Twitter love and shoutouts, not because we weren't getting them, but because they were almost kind of getting redundant at times, and I... I I don't know. This one, it kind of deserves it, and it's going to make sense. All right. First one is going to be uh, Lynn, Lynn Aiden says, I can't wait to hear your voice. Lynn, I have a full ar- archive library um, anywhere you can find podcasts. So anytime you feel like hearing me, just toss on any episode. Uh, next one is going to be from at Roped Hurricane Becca on Twitter. What's up, dude? Uh, and her comment is, Finally, the villain has come back to podcasts. Uh, I just love that line because I'm a huge wrestling fan, it's, and it's very reminiscent to me of finally the rock has come home to whatever villain the city. Uh, so very cool. Thank you, Becca. She said that villain guy is not too bad for a comic fan. I'm kind of okay only. She says don't stay away so long next time. It's not the same when you're MIA. I totally appreciate that, and I know – uh, I get that a lot, <laughs> and it's it's not a creature of my making for sure. It was just uh, – I don't want to say life gets in the way. Work got in the way for fuck me two years, and it really did, and it really did a number on me, and it really ate me up. And um, I, I little by little, I'm having more and more time again, so – uh, you guys can always hit me up. I, I know it takes me a long time to get back to you guys, and I don't I don't chime in where I need to, and that's always my apologies across the board, uh, not just to you guys, the listeners, but uh, fuck, dude, to to my friends in my life. Then I I can actually somewhat see on a somewhat regular basis, and I say that in in air quotes. Uh, but even my family is probably the people I make the most time for, besides uh, people here at the house. Um, but yeah, so I'm hoping to get uh, back to my normal quote-unquote routine. 
Next shout out is going to be, I love this one. I got a text from him and I loved this, this cat. Eric, I fucking love you, homie. Eric Lopez says, sup, dude, still listen to the podcast at the moment. So far about the Euphoria show. It's all about maturity. My daughter is 15. I would let her watch it. It'll help uh, with growth and help not being a sheltered, naive douche. As far as mouse goes, you cannot ban books and complain about cancel culture. Covering up history is never a good thing. History is full of atrocities and need, and need to be explored to understand that we as a species suck. Um, totally fucking agree, Eric. Uh, you put it perfectly. Um, I I had that conversation. I've had that conversation, geez, several more times with uh, several more people. And I got another one. You shouldn't be letting her watch it i'm like well you gotta understand where i'm coming from i don't live with her so any guidelines i put down she's i'm not her dad i'm a voice of reason and i'm a logical voice of reason i'm stern and i'm fair uh, and i'm harsh i I really am harsh Uh, but uh you're right with the maturity level i mean she is mature she look her and my sister don't listen um so but uh, i trust my niece to make good decisions and the fact that she made someone aware of this choice of something she's watching, I'm glad it was me at least. She knows she can go to myself or my sister Leah at any time to to talk about these things. So uh, at the maturity level, as long as it's there, yes. Um, I, it's sad to say she was forced to grow up a lot quicker than I would have had liked her to only because of her upbringing. And not to say it's, it's, it's a bad upbringing. It's just um, – She's a young girl that has to cook and clean and get so much shit done and try to be a strong girl when that's what she should be, a young girl, and not have uh, so many responsibilities in her life right now, I guess, is the best way to put it. But um, Eric, I always love you chiming in because you and I, for the most part, we're, we're always 100% on board with the same thoughts and ideas and opinions, and I totally agree. So your daughter's 15. Um yeah, continue the conversation, guys. How do you guys feel about it? And as far as Mouse goes, it's a graphic novel, not because uh, of the graphicness, uh, boldness, be- but because of the truth behind it and shit that actually happened uh, during um, during that time and during the Holocaust and, and how terrible it was and how, how bad uh, – I mean, just if you guys don't know the history, I mean, it, it was just like Eric put it, dude, the atrocities that, that went down there. Um, just terrible. And you can't scrub it from history. And yeah, it's it's just – thank you, Erica. Much appreciated, man. So uh, much love is always. And then the last one is uh, – I'm going to ask a quick question to all you guys and girls. Real quick, um, have you guys ever fangirled out before? Um, I, it happened to me last week. Um, I, I saw a pop-up come up on, on, on the last time I recorded the show, so episode 306, and I didn't pay attention. It was late. I didn't catch it till the morning, and this is the message uh, that I got uh, simply on Facebook. Thanks for the shout-out, bro. Miss you guys and the show. Keep going. Adam Garza. <laughs> 
that one threw me off completely and somehow made made my day. Uh, just made me feel good. Like I, I don't need to know he's listening and I don't bash dude. Like I miss dude. I love dude. Um, I have no time for anyone in my life, let alone friends. And he's a great friend. Um, the fact that he listened not only uh, at all, but the fact that he listened the same, same day um, I put out the show was great. And it was a great compliment. So Adam, thank you, dude. I You don't know how much that means to me, dude. So uh, much love always. I hope you and your lady are well and happy and healthy, dude. All right, uh, last piece of bullet points. Now on to everyone else I did not mention or forgot to mention. Uh, the last episode, my apologies. I felt almost like I was on an award show and forgot to mention someone. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot to mention so many fucking people. Um, still did I, I, I had listed a bunch of them. And then as I'm like, fuck, I miss these people, I added a few more. So first off, the two OC boys, Alan and Anton. Uh, I love you guys. Much love and shout out to you guys. Uh, if you guys want to listen to them, they are the two OC podcasts. You can find them anywhere. They're legit good guys, fun and funny guys. Uh, my boy Sadie, uh, his, he's been on the show many times and he keeps hitting me up. Dude, I want to jump back on the show. I miss you. I miss recording with you. I miss shooting the shit. So much love, Sadie. Likewise, dude. Jester, uh, Aaron, Kelly, uh, Kelly, who started her own podcast and that, Started and stopped her own podcast, which no one got to hear, unfortunately. Uh, Jesse Barajas, uh, who I believe has been on the show before, to uh, one of my brother Moses' best friends, Cool Cat. I kind of grew up with him. Uh, Diana Montez, old high school friend, Jackie Munoz. Uh, David, who we met at a WonderCon, who is from Long Island. I always forget your last name. I don't want to say it's an Italian last name. But um, David, much love. I hope you're still on board, dude. And Jonathan Villanueva, dude, first uh, one of our first listeners. And uh, I don't know if you're still listening, but um, I miss you as well. I miss all you guys, and I don't chime in again as much with anyone. But um, okay, that's about it for shout out. So that went on a little bit longer than I was expecting. Next piece or part is just going to be a quick touch up on deep dives and rabbit holes. I do have. Ooh, two written out. I'm working on two more. These ones I love working on. It's just uh, they are very extremely time-consuming. So the facts that I know about certain topics already and then going down and researching is a – that. It, I mean, these deep dives are called that for a reason. You, you pull on one string and then you go down another rabbit hole and it takes you down somewhere else. And then you have so many facts about a certain thing where – which road do you want to go down? Uh, I have one a short one that's going to drop soon. It's about 15 to 20 minutes, and it's going to be about the corniest thing ever. One is going to be more serious, and the other one's going to be extremely stupid, gnarly, and serious. And then the fourth one is actually going to be very, I don't know, eye-opening. They're all fucking weird, but those are fun to work on. I get to scratch that creative nerve, but again, they're completely so much fucking work. So if you guys like the deep dives and rabbit holes and just, uh, just like those and, you know, always pay attention to, to the rabbit and the logo. You guys will know which episode is which episode. Everything else is going to be a comic syndicate until I get some more guests on for a, um, fuck me. What was it? A, 
Oh, uh, an audio chronicles. Fuck me. It's been so long since I've, since I put one of those out. I already forgot the fucking name of it. How sad is that? Um, all right, guys, I have two reviews. I have some news to get through. Um, hopefully it's going to be short and sweet. Knowing me, it's not. I'm going to hit that 50 minute, uh, sweet spot. I'll catch you guys in a bit, uh, with some comic talk. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. I'm writing all-star Batman, uh, this year. And you're listening to the comic syndicate. I'm Mitch Garrett, the artist of Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the comics. Comics are good. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to Comics Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michelle. We're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and we're having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon. And uh, you're listening to me live on Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comics Syndicate. Comic Talk. Hey everybody, this is Mike of the IOB Podcast, and you are listening to the Comic Syndicate. What's up guys? Welcome to uh, Comic Talk. Uh, that was a little bit of a longer intro. I've been playing with more things here and there, so I uh, hope you guys don't mind. But um, let's hit some Comic Talk. I have uh, not a lot to go through. Not a terrible amount. But, um, all right, cool. Here we go, guys. Actually, let me close that one. No one may have probably closed out the wrong window. There are always so many plates I'm juggling over here. All right, so the Batman just dropped uh, last Thursday, Wednesday, I guess. Um, I saw it. It was great. I enjoyed it. Uh, I did love it. Um, Robert Pattinson surprised me as a as a Batman, I didn't think I would like him as much as I did, and he did great and, again, totally enjoyed it. Uh, the Riddler was an interesting take on the Riddler, and just the story was good. Uh, there are a few minor plot holes that I did not, uh, and I'm, this isn't going to be spoiler at all, that I, I kind of found, and there are certain things that I did not love. Uh, Catwoman was fucking dope, uh, but it was very reminiscent of the Bat and the Cat from the Tom King run. Uh, I enjoyed it as far as watching, but uh, speaking of, I just wanted to know if you guys come across this. I saw the movie at a Regal Theater. I took my nephew, my niece, and my sister to go watch it, and they loved it, which I'm glad they did. I got to cook them dinner. They came over to my house afterwards, and I got to cook them dinner, which was nice. Um, but uh, yeah, we went to a Regal's, and apparently, did you guys come across this issue? AMC uh, defense charging more for the Batman tickets than other films. Um, it's something they're trying to roll out where they want to charge more money, uh, to the fans, uh, for a typical, more than a typical movie. Uh, AMC has always been shady and shysty. I used to work at Cinemark theaters and I know that sounds corny, but yeah, I would used to work at a Cinemark fucking theater. I was a bartender and, um, me working so much. I'm like, you know what? Fuck. I want to learn more shit. So I was like selling tickets and I was doing a little bit of everything there, but mainly bartending, uh, there, but it was a Cinemark theater and they never, we never did shit like that. Did you guys notice a price gouge, uh, across the theaters at all, or even to purchase, especially if you went to an AMC theater. All right. Next piece is going to be DC films head says James Gunn will return. I mentioned earlier, I just watched suicide squad two, uh, to about a month ago. 
I loved James Gunn's version and take on the Suicide Squad. Uh, it was great to see fucking Starro and just these characters in this story was really dope. And speaking of, I saw fucking Peacekeeper. And um, it's weird. I'm a wrestling fan. I was not a fan of John Cena. I loved the heel fucking thug. John Cena, as corny as that fucking sounds. Once he turned face, uh, hated him. Just like the fans hated him. Um, but every acting role I've seen him in, and I, I can't knock this dude. Homeboy is a funny, legit fucking funny cat. Um, so I really enjoyed it. But um, the fact that James Gunn is going to return to some more things, and I believe um, they actually signed him for another uh, HBO series. I forgot which one it is. Uh, the dude who was fuck. Why did I forget his name? Anyways, he signed on to more uh, stuff for DC. Next one is going to be. Oh, let's see what we got. Uh, okay, y'all. Oh, this one was interesting. Flash Aquaman two hit with major delays, bumped back to twenty twenty three. After news of Black Adam being delayed, and Aquaman two and the Flash have also been pushed back. While Shazam. Uh, Fury of the Gods will not now arrive this year. The Flash and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom have hit yet another roadblock with Warner Brothers delaying both films. That Flash movie is, and I saw, I had to rewatch the New Mutants movie, um, fuck, the other night this week, and uh, it was dope. So I just love that movie and I love revisiting it, but that was another movie that was put in limbo for so many fucking years. All right. Um, but just, yeah, that's news for you guys right there. Uh, this one, I guess should be more in comic news, but Batman's new creative team. So DC comics, the actual comic books, new creative team is going to be Chip Zarsky and Jorge Jimenez, George Jimenez. Um, and I love what, Chip Zarsky is doing for Daredevil already. He's a great fucking writer, so I'm very curious to see what he's going to bring to the new Batman team. This one came out a while back. I don't know why I didn't hit it last episode. Indiana Jones 5 is nearly done shooting, says producer. And I believe they even wrapped on top of that. Poor Harrison Ford keeps dying on set. Um... The Millennium Falcon wanted to kill him, and apparently the boulder came back to take him out uh, on this set. But yeah, it's finally done. I'm curious because I'm a sucker for Indiana Jones anyways. This one is interesting. I don't know why I didn't hit it last week or last episode as well. Marvel is launching a mini studio for future animation projects. All right, that's always good. Uh, this one is going to be awesome and interesting. And how do you guys feel about this one? So Daredevil, Punisher, uh, Jessica Jones, uh, and more Marvel Netflix shows land at Disney Plus in Canada. So uh, the rights finally go back to Marvel, which is owned by Disney. So now they're going to own – well, now they, it's back in their court. They get to put them up. Because of this, because these shows are not kid-friendly, because it's not only mature, it's extremely mature, and it's so violent, and very, very violent, and, and vulgar, and, and fucking so badass. Um, just so much violence uh, that because of this, Disney Plus is going to have to revamp its... Um, its app, I guess, across all streaming platforms and add and revamp the parental controls. 
Now, first of all, how do you guys feel about this? This is happening to Disney Plus because of these shows in particular. Now, Deadpool is going to have to come along soon, too, and that's also not kid-friendly. Love the movie, but um, hate the fucking creator. Love the movie, though, and love Ryan Reynolds. But um, how do you guys feel about this? Uh, this... <sighs> I don't mind. Look, I'm not a fucking parent, but... If you're a fucking parent and there are parental controls, why don't you take control, be a fucking parent, and just switch up the controls so your kid does not have access to this. And so, and that comes this next piece. Um, the next, okay, the rest of the shows that I just mentioned, so Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Punisher, um, is going to come to Disney Plus on March 16th. So that's going to be in a few weeks out or, yeah, about two weeks out or so from now. Um, and Disney Plus slammed by Parents' Council for adding mature rated Marvel shows. Let me read this real quick. The Parents' Television and Media Council says Disney will, quote-unquote, tarnish its brand by adding TVMA and R-rated content to the Disney Plus streaming service. The Walt Disney Company will add several Marvel television shows, wow, to Disney Plus, and the Parents' Television Center and Media Council have taken issue with the new TVMA content despite the streaming service. Listen to this. Uh, the company is eponymous. Platform Disney Plus logically marketed itself as a family-friendly streaming service, and parents have placed their trust in Disney to deliver just that, said Tim Winter, president of the PTC. It seems wildly off-brand for Disney Plus to add TVMA and R-rated programming to its platform, uh, uh, ostensibly to increase subscription revenue. He added, so what comes next? Adding live striptease performances in Fantasyland at Disney World? You know what this bitch sounds like? And it's a dude, yeah. But this bitch really sounds like a fucking Karen. Um, I get it, but at the same time, don't be so extreme about... I fucking hate people. I just hate fucking people. Um, so that's the thing. That's why I asked you how you guys feel about parental controls for Disney shows now. Yeah, let me know, guys. Hit me up. I'm very curious about your guys' thoughts on this one. Uh, next one's going to be Marvel. Sorry, I'm sorry, Miss Marvel to arrive on Disney Plus after Moon Knight and before She-Hulk. Uh, I believe She-Hulk, or I thought She-Hulk was supposed to arrive and hit Disney Plus before. But Moon Knight is coming soon, so let's hit that piece of news. Moon Knight and head writer Jeremy Slater states that the Fist of Conchu's upcoming Disney Plus series will contain a positive mental health message. Although its title character is known to have a legitimate mental illness, Moon Knight head writer Jeremy Slater says that the upcoming Disney Plus Marvel Studios series will have a more positive message regarding mental health. While speaking to USA Today, the show's producer stated that they have heavily researched the subject and were serious about handling the subject well. Slater himself commented, whatever we're putting out there in the universe has to be ultimately good and uplifting and have a positive message about mental health. Yeah, I agree. So good on them. And Moon Knight drops March 30th. Um, looking forward to that. I love the fuck out of Moon Knight. Uh, that's <laughs> for Disney Plus. That's probably going to be the most violent one they put out. Uh, besides, besides these upcoming DC, I'm sorry, DC. Wow, that's a slap in the face to fucking the Netflix shows. The Netflix shows uh, that are coming up: Daredevil and the rest. All right, guys, comic review time. This first issue I'm going to review is 
my book of the week. This one was dope to just jump into something I love, a character I love, and just get one solid um, standalone issue. This is actually a one-off, uh, a one-shot, whatever you want to call it. It's a standalone is- issue, uh, standalone issue. So it's it's a single comic. And it's almost like a rest period before the next big arc develops uh, for the story. And this is probably, you know, again, just a filler issue. But I loved it the fuck out of it. And I really needed something like this one. Um, The art is fucking amazing. And I'm going to give the story. And I'm also going to explain the art. The art first is is beautiful because... Okay, first of all, sorry, the writer is Tom Taylor, the artist is going to be Bruno Redondo, and they're both the storytellers on this, and it's going to make sense. The uh, inker is Adriano Lucas. This one starts off with Dick Grayson receiving a phone call from Barbara Gordon as his inner monologue goes off. My parents and I used to soar. Then I watched them fall. Since that day, I've tried to catch everyone. Now I know I can do more. This this city for its people. And then Barbara finally gets to him. The hit is on Dick Grayson. Dick, he says, I'm okay. They open fire in broad daylight. How big is the price on my head? $10 million. That's a lot of wanting me dead. I know, as Barbara answers. I really now again have to break down this particular issue. It's beautiful. It's dope. It's not your normal panel spreads and or splash pages. Um, a splash page is when you uh, literally about mid into the comic where, um, the artist uses both pages as a giant art piece. The way this story is told and the way it's, it's drawn, the whole issue is one giant where's Waldo, uh, poster for the most part. It's dope and and it's beautiful and and it's really hard. It'll make sense. I put up a few pictures. I'm going to put up more on, on Facebook, but um, just beautiful. It's it's The artist used each page necessarily as a giant panel as Dick Grayson is literally running through the city, um, but just not in the normal panel progression in, that a comic uses. So panel, panel, giant, bigger picture, panel, panel, panel. Um, it's just, he's using each page as a giant panel, which is beautiful and, and almost as, as a, as a splash page almost. So anyways, so is Dick Grayson's running through the city now, uh, each page, the artist uses that as a background and uh, it's weird. Um, so now as he's running through the alleys and rooftop, he, he's, he's suiting up. Dick continues on hard not to take that personally. You announced you were changing the city. Oh, sorry. That's Barbara. You announced you were changing the city. We knew a lot of Bloodhaven would be resistant to change. Dick answers, yeah, I was always going to annoy some angry, stunted men who don't know how to use their words. He says, I have to get home. You can't. You did a press conference. Sorry. You did a press conference annoying those monsters outside your home. They know where you live. It's not safe. As Dick answers, Oracle, my alarm is going up. Someone's already broken in. Someone's broken into your apartment, but I know she's in there. So he finally makes it to his apartment as he's literally 
fucking dope to see. He's literally running and each page he's zipping, he's wiring, uh, just beautiful to, to see and just very artistic to see. So zipping through the city, chasing this van now. No, actually wait. Um, okay. So now let me continue on. He finally gets to his place and looks like several gun run gunmen. I have to take them out hard fast before they realize what's hit him. Damn it. Too many guns, too confined. Have to take this outside. As he jumps in a window, knocks out a bunch of dudes, notices there's more dudes in there, jumps the fuck out. It's just fucking cool and funny. And we see a lot of Nightwings and Dick Grayson's uh, personality, which I always love. <clears throat> Excuse me. As we see now, um, a few guys make off with his dog. Yep. Dick Grayson has a doggo now. As the men are, shut up, dog. Start the van. Start the van. Oracle, they took Haley. As he's now zipping through the city again, chasing this van now that is also trying to shoot him down. Again, these pages and art pieces are just gorgeous to fucking see. So he finally gets a drop on these guys and lands on the van, but gets knocked off. And it's weird. In, in typical, Nightwing gets a Nightwing from someone on the streets. Hey, take my bike. Yeah, man, you saved my parents once. And I like both of them. And Dick's like, the fuck? Like, and he's like, thanks. And it's cool because now it turns into a, a car chase of sorts with Dick Grayson on a, on a motorcycle. So just very cool and, and very Nightwing thing to happen. So anyways, very cool, very smooth to see the, the car chase scene now. Uh, when I told the world I wanted to change Bloodhaven, his inner monologue, I knew I'd be putting myself in the crosshairs. I just hope I'd be the only one targeted. The last thing I want is for anyone to be threatened because they're close to Dick Grayson. But I had to use what I was given to help. Alfred left me a fortune. He left me enough to make a real difference. <clears throat> Not just enough to bribe, provide short-term bare essentials for people who are struggling. As he now gets a word from Oracle. This group is wanted by the FBI. Unlike police in this city, they're good. there's a good chance the feds will actually do their job if they catch them. Then let's help them do that. As he completes his thought and her monologue and or narrative, enough to create a platform for something more, a bridge to something better. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Uh, I don't know why I'm getting choked up there. <clears throat> might, might have been the early beer. Nightwing, I'm getting closer. Do you still have them? The van's still on my site, but I'm going to back off why because i don't want them to crash and hurt Haley. so it's just cool to see that that's the heart of dick grayson you know that's his character uh, even if it's just to save or protect a dog uh so by this point oracle has now met up with him and is suited up so back rows there where they've tracked the van down to an, to a warehouse it's always a warehouse and like always i love seeing the bat family working together in any situation so the team up between any of them always works uh, especially these two i love seeing the the history between these two and their relationship and past relationship uh the art is still beautiful and and there's a, a giant splash page of sorts but it's cool to to see again just the art aesthetic of it. it is dope and beautiful so now as a team continue to make their way up through this warehouse they finally get to the man that that has Haley, that has a dog <clears throat> but has a gun to her head as they walk in the narrative goes like this and background says are you threatening a puppy nightwing answers that is cartoonishly evil man stay back i will put a bullet right through and as Nightwing gets pissed off, grabs one of his screamer clubs, his belly clubs, and throws it at the man. 
knocking the gun out of his hand, but also causes the man to lose his balance and fall backwards towards, of course, an open window where the genius loses his grip and throws out, knocks Haley out of the window. And this is beautiful. This is why this is my book of the week uh, that I didn't read a lot, but, uh, and this is beautiful again. So as a dog is falling, my parents and I used to soar. As Dick jumps straight out the window now. Haley. Haley. Then as I watch them fall. Since that day. I've tried to catch everyone. Now I know I can do more. For the city. For its people. More than catch them when they're falling. I can help this city soar. Just fucking cool to see uh, Dick Grayson always. The heart of Dick Grayson um, is always beautiful to see. And yeah, it was it was a great story. And the art is amazing. And it's a one shot. So guys, jump in. Um, it, it's worth checking out. Did I close it out? No, I did not. It is Nightwing number 87. Tom Taylor, Bruno Redondo are the storytellers. It was my book of the week. I love Nightwing, and this is, a, again, a one-off, a single uh, standalone that kind of gives you a lot of the personality and the heart behind Dick Grayson, behind Nightwing, and I loved it. It's always cool to catch that. It's probably about, geez, I want to say... Came out about three or four months ago, and I guess the reason, um, I don't know, one of the many reasons, like this comic in particular, the way it, it's put out, uh, someone on Twitter I saw uh, cut up the comic book and make a giant fucking poster splash page, and apparently the way you, you see it in poster form is a giant fucking art piece and i'm like fuck me i need to do that so i'm hoping to find some time and pick up a few issues and probably gonna do yeah it's gonna be a fucking um art project but it it looks fucking cool i would love to put that up on the wall somewhere probably above my office wall which is nice over there all right guys Next issue is going to be, geez, an old title I have not uh, read in a long time. This one is going to be uh, Batman and Robin number 18, Requiem. Uh, This one came out in May 2013, written by Peter J. Tomasi. I love him as a writer. Uh, Patrick Gleason is the artist. Um, this one in particular, um, I'm going to review, uh, um, I'm going to release this episode on a Saturday, um, Saturday who, uh, let me get through this review and then I'll explain a lot of fucking things. I was going to put this out day of, which was Sunday. Uh, I decided to go otherwise and yeah, hopefully it still makes sense. Now this is called Requiem. Again, Batman and Robin number 18. This is one of the silent issues. Now silent issues in comics are no dialogue, no inner monologue, no anything. It's just the art telling the story. And, um, this one always I, I always like to revisit. Um, again, no dialogue. I'm going to explain exactly page by page, literally panel by panel, <clears throat> what's going on. Uh, this is, takes place right after the death of Damian Wayne, uh, Bruce Wayne's son. 
starts off with a panel of just focused on Bruce Wayne's eyes staring into the fireplace. Next panel is uh, Batman with clenched fist in the shadows staring at the fire with their dog Ace sad just sitting right next to Bruce. And then this title is called Undone as you go through and we just see now Bruce looking, I guess, actually now we see that he's in Damian Wayne's room. Um, as he's looking out the window, he finally comes across a composition notebook <clears throat> where he opens up and sees the art that Damien has created of bugs, of turtles around Wayne Manor, of birds, of, of flowers, of plants, of Ace, of Alfred, <clears throat> of Bruce himself, of Thomas and Martha Wayne's headstones, um, as Batman is just going through it. And he just kind of gets bummed out. So he closes the composition book right away. <clears throat> and now we see the next page is a panel, a long panel, horizontal panel of Alfred Pennyworth in the middle of the room, in the middle of the library. And there's a sheet covering a piece of art. There's a panel of Alfred Pennyworth's uh, face, and he's got tears coming out of his eyes. As we get the other panel of a painting of Bruce Wayne sitting down, suited up with Alfred, with Dick Grayson, uh, with Tim Drake, and with Damian Wayne. They're all painted by Damian Wayne, but... But Damien is, himself is not completed yet. So Alfred puts his head down as Batman happens to be walking by, sees what Alfred's doing, covers up the art piece, grabs the art piece after it's covered and walks away, um, goes to uh, the certain part of the library where he's able to access the, the, the Batcave. Hits the clock and goes down. Slides down uh, his bat pole. As he does, he looks over and he sees Damian Wayne sliding down with him. Uh, just very cool panels as he finally makes it to the Batcave. He sees one of his... Well, actually, the section where Robin would normally dress up with his gear, his his everything, his belt, his cape, his, his gloves, his boots, everything, as Batman suits up ready to go to work so he leaves the bat cave and just heads out to work <clears throat> and it's very cool because uh we see pages of, of batman now shooting through the night building to building shooting across building to building and he keeps imagining or seeing damien wayne with him as he looks in his reflection in one of the, the, the buildings and sees only his reflection. So he finally goes out on the prowl some more and you can tell he's pissed. He jumps back in his uh, Batmobile and he looks over and he keeps seeing Damian Wayne there. <laughs> and it's like fucking with him. Just as simple as the art is um, how much, I guess, pain and torture um, is drawn on, on Bruce 
Batman's face and the emotions that come across are, are beautiful and, and fucked up and, and just sad to see. So Bruce continues his mission. Batman continues his mission. And we just see his cape and cowl on a splash page with different thugs of, of Gotham now just getting taken out. Next page is a, a panel of um, <clears throat> Commissioner Gordon. He sees the bat signal on and gets a phone call. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning as we see Commissioner Gordon now on, on top of the Gotham City Police Department with a bunch of cops. And we see on top nothing but a grip of fucking of, of thugs and villains of Gotham uh, all, all shackled up, all tied up, and, and just Batman is is taking out these motherfuckers. He's fucking on a terror. He's literally taking his pain and aggression out on, on, on these people. So he finally gets home, finally arrives in his Batmobile, and Ace is the first to welcome him. He, and even the, the look on, on, on Ace's face is fucked up dude like he's like even the dog's fucking sad bruce gets out of the back um batmobile sorry guys i'm still choking up over here and he takes a shower he's bloodied the fuck up like he's fucked up so many villains of gotham he's just been on a tear fucking people up he's bloodied up and he just sits in the shower finally gets out finally unsuits and he's Finally sees Damien's locker, so where they would normally go, tie up everything, put up everything for the night. He sees a letter, and he sees uh, Damien's domino mask, and right next week, finally pulls it off. <clears throat> it's stamped DW, and the letter says, Father, I'm sure you'll be angry with me for disobeying you again, but I don't care. I will not let you fight Leviathan alone. You need me, and I will always be at your side. Because it will be hard for me to say these words face to face, I want you to know that Mother may have given me life, but you taught me how to live. Love and respect, your son, Damien. And as Bruce picked up the letter to begin with, you can see he was choked up. And after reading this, you get this look on his face that he's just pissed off. He screams into the air and just starts punching and lashing everything, punching uh, the locker room, uh, the punching bags, um, the gear boxes. He's bloodying up his fist. He's throwing shit like he's pissed. He's sad. Where now they show Ace again and... Ace is there for his master. And just the expression on the dog's face, looking at his master, like going through so much and so much pain. It is fucked up and sad and beautiful to see. And it is sad. The next page is literally Bruce on his knees, uh, picking up, grab, just holds, hugging Damien Wayne's gear. Um, he misses his kid and 
it is a silent issue. Um, it's a beautiful issue. And um, I, I, I know it's going to sound weird. Um, I don't – I like hurting and, and I like feeling pain and I like remembering um, things. Saturday, the day this is going to be released, I don't know when you guys are going to listen to it, is my brother, my older brother's uh, third year anniversary of his passing um, on Saturday. So when it drops, I, I wanted to drop it and hopefully not hear anything from anyone because it's a sad day and it's a beautiful day and it's not necessarily a day of mourning. Uh, our family gets together and it's a day of celebration and we hang out and we shoot the shit and we enjoy each other and enjoy each other's company. And, um, for his birthdays and for the celebration days for him, um, I always like revisiting things like this that that make me feel and, and it, it's it's good to revisit things like this and revisit feelings and emotions like this. And um, I didn't know it was going to hit me this hard to fucking go through this one. Um, um, but yes. Uh, it's just something in the bigger picture and theme of things. Like, again, it's okay. Comics aren't just for kids, guys. Uh, they hurt and and they can feel good and and they can suck sometimes. And they're beautiful and and sad and um realistic sometimes too. So, um, if you guys want to catch this one, um, I I have the original um, in my storage if, with my comic book collection. Um, I was not able to hit my storage to pull it out and, and and read this one. I try to find this title everywhere, literally everywhere online. Um, if you guys want, hit me up on the side. I'll give you guys a link so you guys can read it. Um, it's worth checking out. Uh, just to check out, I mean, I can shoot you guys a quick link. It's a quick read. Um, I want to put it out for you guys. I want you guys to find it because it's totally worth checking out. Um, if you guys have ever lost anyone, it's it's beautiful and it's it's relatable on on so many ways and so many on so many levels. And it's okay. It's okay to hurt and it's okay to to cry and it's okay. As long as we're not hurting, hopefully not anyone else, but as long as you're not hurting each other, then that's even better. Um, that's it. All right, guys. Um, yeah, I miss him. I love him. And it's it's not a morning day next Saturday. It is a celebration. And um, yeah, I'll, I guess end it with this. Uh, uh, I'm 41 and... and don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed to tell your your people, your friends, your family you love them. Um, it's never an issue with me. I will even tell my best friends and give my homeboys a kiss on the cheek. Hey, man, I fucking love you. Give them a hug. I fucking miss you. Um, I have no issues. So life's fucking short, guys. Um, just make sure you tell people that you you love that you do love them. Uh, I'm going to end it this way. Time is the greatest and most valuable asset we have. We can't duplicate it. We can't replicate it. We can't get any of it back once we've used it. We're not guaranteed more of it. How we use it is very important, and it's best not to waste it. That one was written by Josias Arabalo. I'll catch you guys when I catch you. Peace out. <laughs>